a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Thanks for sitting with me uh, as I talked about this little show uh, of mine. It, uh, it's a great privilege. I'm honored and happy to do it, and I am so overwhelmingly uh, uh, just thrilled and grateful to you for tuning in. So uh, let's keep that up. If you need me to adjust anything, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. If there's a bit of news that I'm overlooking that deserves some airtime, that's a good place to let me know about it. Or, of course, you can make your way over to Facebook. I've been doing these Facebook live sessions each morning at 10 a.m. Uh, they're kind of fun. It's a good opportunity to kind of exercise the muscles, get some of the stories prepared for the day, and uh, first and foremost, to hear from you. Facebook uh, uh, does a wonderful job of uh, facilitating interaction, and uh, I think that's a fine, fine way uh, for you and I to chat back and forth. So uh, what do you say? Maybe you and I meet tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. on Facebook. Uh, you go over to the Lee Lonsberry live mic page. Uh, you'll see me on there just after 10 o'clock, and we'll talk about what's coming up on the show and uh, maybe some stuff besides that. It's a fun little chance for you and I to hang out. And then, of course, uh, back on the radio every day, 1 to 3. Uh, um, in that last segment when I was uh, you know, just kind of getting all philosophical and uh, a little touchy-feely about my, <laughs> my radio program, I mentioned something uh, real quickly, which was that I – before this job was a congressional aide out in Washington, D.C., and I got to learn a number of things. Uh, pretty much it was a, a, a long schoolhouse rock episode with a lot of details. So I got to learn the legislative process in great, great detail. And the way that place works is uh, it's all based on rules. There is a committee on rules. It is the rules which govern every single thing that happens in the United States Congress, specifically the House of Representatives uh, right now is is a place where Speaker Pelosi has announced that there has been essentially a deal struck on this stimulus package, 3.5, not quite 4, but 3.5. There's going to be some supplemental money made available to that Paycheck Protection Program, uh, three point, or I'm sorry, $349 billion. Turns out not to have been enough, and it was real quickly uh, eaten up by so many companies uh, who needed some assistance. They applied for that assistance through their bank, and they received it, and just like that, $349 billion uh, from the stimulus package passed by the House and Senate signed by the President uh, was gone. And so we need to get that replenished so that folks can uh, start enjoying a paycheck again. we got bills to pay. Well, that is needed. That is necessary. And it, uh, according to Speaker Pelosi, a deal has been met. And it is likely that on Thursday, law mo- lawmakers, uh, members of the House specifically, will vote. Now, here's a question. How? How will they vote on this measure? There are a number of ways that could come about, uh, and they are all dependent 
on rules of the House. Right now, uh, it is required that votes be cast in person. Uh, it is a requirement that uh, that for uh, an elected member of Congress uh, to, to cast their vote, they must appear on the floor of the House. Uh, technologically, it's kind of fascinating. The way it works is at the end of each row. So picture, say it's like the State of the Union. You're looking down at the president, and you see all those lawmakers uh, in the rows of seats. Those, uh, uh, for the most part, are, are, are uh, not benches, but seats with armrests in between. Now imagine at the end of each of those rows, there's a little, uh, it looks like a credit card machine. You know where you uh, slide the chip in? Imagine one of those, and then on top, uh, there are three buttons. Each of those uh, buttons assigned to either yay, nay, or present. The way the lawmakers uh, vote is they file in. Uh, once the vote has been called by the speaker or whoever is occupying the speaker's chair, uh, a vote is called. Each individual lawmaker is assigned a card. They slide it into uh, the machine that identifies who is voting. They then push the corresponding button uh, depending on their vote. And then they pull the card and walk away, and that's it. Now, that requires that they all be in the same place, essentially, at the same time, essentially. And so there are a number of conversations taking place right now uh, as to how uh, a vote may be cast and still adhere to and abide by the guidance handed down by the Center for Disease Control, the World Health, World Health Organization. Are we still friends with them, though, uh, the World Health Organization? No? We're done sending them money? Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, well, at least the CDC and folks like uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, Dr. Burks, and others. And if they were uh, listening to things here in Utah, of course, Dr. Angela Dunn. Uh, well, the way that they, or it is rumored, that they may take a step towards accommodating uh, these, uh, these requirements, or at least these guidelines and suggestions, these uh, health bits of advice, uh, is to implement something called proxy voting. Uh, before I get too deep into that, let me, uh, for just a, a moment, let you hear from ABC News Radio's Mark Remillard as he describes exactly what could uh, be coming. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Congress is, quote, very close to a deal to replenish the depleted Paycheck Protection Program aimed at helping businesses weather the coronavirus outbreak. But with some lawmakers unable to travel, Pelosi acknowledged the possibility of a proxy vote. But in order to have proxy voting, you also have to have a vote to change the rules of the House to do that. The House could change the rules by unanimous consent, which wouldn't require every lawmaker to return to the Capitol, but a single objection would delay passing the relief plan. Mark Remillard, ABC News. All right, now what I want to do is uh, you heard that comment, that brief comment within that uh, that news story there by Mark Remillard. You heard that brief comment by Speaker Pelosi. Uh, let's expand on that a little bit. Let's uh, hear more of what uh, Speaker Pelosi feels on proxy voting. She uh, this weekend spoke with ABC News chief anchor George Stephanopoulos. Uh, she was asked if they are prepared to go forward with proxy voting, uh, a proposal by Mr. McGovern, chair of the House Rules Committee. Yes, he and Congresswoman, uh, Madam Chair Zoe Lofgren of the House Administration Committee were tasked uh, to s see what we could do remotely, whether it was by dint of the Constitution, the security, and the technology. Uh, they came back with this recommendation on proxy voting. We want to see make sure, though, that we can do it in a bipartisan way. Uh, but nonetheless, to your point of uh, uh, reaching an agreement, we did reach agreement on CARES 1. Uh, we have an example of how we went forward in a bipartisan way, even though there was a person on the other side of the aisle who was insisting 
uh, on not, uh, avoiding unanimous consent. We have a, a template. Uh, we've done it once. We can do it again. And it's easier if we can have proxy voting. But in order to have proxy voting, you also have to have a vote to change the rules of the House to do that. And we'd rather do that in a bipartisan way. If you're a nerd like me, you find what she just said fascinating because it speaks to the procedure of things and what needs to happen to bring about a circumstance that would allow for uh, proxy or remote voting for this stimulus package uh, 3.5. What needs to happen is something called unanimous consent. That does not require that all the lawmakers gather up in Washington, D.C. Uh, all it requires is that uh, a motion be made to pass the measure by unanimous consent. And as long as nobody objects, as long as uh, not a single lawmaker in the House chamber says, I object to that, uh, then the motion can pass. And in fact, uh, many, many measures pass the House of Representatives in this fashion. You'd be, you'd be blown away by how much legislation is passed by unanimous consent without actual votes being cast. Now, that's not a criticism. Uh, there are just some measures that are so universally accepted that uh, it would be an inconvenience and uh, an act of inefficiency for all the members of Congress to gather up there together. Uh, and this may be one of them. If the Rules Committee can forward a piece of legislation to uh, the full uh, body of the House or the full House floor, uh, then it could be that we see for the first time in some 200 years proxy or remote voting on the floor of the House of Representatives. Uh, I'm a nerd. I am blown away by that notion uh, because the House is a place of tradition. And uh, to see a break from tradition that has stood for some 200 years, uh, I think really speaks to the unique uh, bit of history in which you and I are living uh, right now. So political nerds like me, uh, let's keep an eye on this for the next few days. We're going to get uh, a firsthand description of what's going on from Congressman Stewart. He'll be my guest on Thursday when it's expected that this vote uh, will take place, either the vote uh, on the uh, on the rule or the vote on the uh, coronavirus response bill 3.5. Uh, there is a chance that these lawmakers do need to travel to Washington, D.C., and if they do, if remote or proxy voting is not an option, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the leaders of the House accommodate the need to protect the members against the spread of this coronavirus. Fascinating stuff. Uh, History is being made on a number of fronts right now. Uh, you and I will keep an eye on it as the week progresses on Thursday. Uh, we'll touch base and see how it all shakes out. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, uh, my guest will be Jan Garbett. She is running for governor uh, and has filed a lawsuit. Uh, and uh, we're going to get the details on that next. It has to do with signature gathering. Jan Garbett, candidate for governor. My guest next on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.